Moltool is the official sponsor of the Grease and Glamour podcast. Established in 1853, Moltool has grown to become a recognized leader in lubricant technology. Racing teams around the world have trusted Moltool to deliver the endurance and performance needed to compete at the highest level. Even if you're not racing on the track, Moltool's full range of synthetic lubricants will protect your engine against wear and tear of your daily commute. Stop by Universal Imports to purchase Moltool's line of products today. that time again folks it's welcome back to the grease and glamour podcast and we're back to our original lineup jamie foner back in house hey jamie hey it's it, we've done it again the band is back together <laughs> again again and aaron kane yep i'm here <laughs> and we're still reeling from our lou graham interview a few weeks back it was awesome you guys that, did a great job oh man that was so good what a great guy yeah, and uh, I think there's an opportunity for us to do some things uh, in the future here, so I'm looking forward to that, too. It's good to see you guys. It's good to see you, too. It's very nice to see you. Yeah, right on. <laughs> right on, yes. One, one pandemic later. Yeah. Uh, wow. And still going. <laughs> still going, but yeah, still going. Well, you know what we're trying to do on this show is create uh, content that not only is useful to your everyday life, but also entertaining, so... We bring you a Lou Graham interview, and then the next interview we're going to get down and dirty and be a little more serious. And then serious. you bring me in. And so then we I bring don't know Jamie how that works. in, <laughs> and we're going to talk about gasoline octane. How exciting is that? Uh, it's actually pretty exciting. Well, it's interesting. It's interesting because, mm-hmm. like, most people take it for granted. They don't really understand or know about fuel octane, what they should put in their car, and why. And a lot of a lot of people ask questions about it. Yep. I mean, we get questions all the time about it. So I think it's good that we. Uh, oh, about especially it. when the gas prices start going up, yeah. those questions start coming Absolutely. out. <laughs> you know, and the thing nobody knows, like there's different different octanes, and if you can go from gas station to gas station, some they're different, different, mm-hmm. they're different. right? Yep. And then people that don't really know, they get nervous. Mm-hmm. So you know, first, what back back when I was a kid, you contended with leaded fuel versus unleaded fuel. Then you contend with regular unleaded versus premium unleaded. Now you're contending with regular unleaded, premium unleaded, and Ultra. oh, ethanol. I remember there was a gas station here in town that used to offer 100 octane racing fuel, and every once a month I'd go down and put 100 octane racing fuel in my 318 IS and felt like uh, I had like loaded it with nitrous or something, but <laughs> I'm sure it did nothing. It just made me feel, made like, feel like it did. <laughs> so, but this podcast stems from like these three phone calls I, I received just this week on, can I put regular gas in my Audi or in my BMW or in my high performance, whichever brand you want to choose automobile. Mm-hmm. And it's a loaded question because there isn't, I mean, if you talk to the manufacturer, uh, there's a pretty straightforward answer. But if you talk to everybody else, there's variables to consider. And in fact, I did something that most people don't ever do. I'm very concerned by that <laughs> statement. I read the owner's manual. I mean, how many people ask the question about fuel octane and what they should put in their car? And it's 
right there in the owner's manual, but most people, including myself, don't ever break out the owner's manual and dig that deep. Only mm-hmm. when you're looking to figure out how to change stations on your radio. <laughs> and you're like, what is, how do I do that? Yeah. Forget yeah. about 91 or 93 octane. I want to know what's on 93.5 right now. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what we're, um, that's what we're here to discuss today. What are your thoughts on it? Do you, uh, well, let me ask you this. Um, do you ever think about it? Yeah, all the time. I mean, I thought about it before I got here. I had to go put gas in. So I go up, my car says 91 Yeah, is what it needs. Says it on the, on the says door. It on, says it on the door. I look, my choice is 89 or 93, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I'll go up. So I went 93. Yeah. You went 93. I went 93. What do you do, Aaron? I usually I usually go up to ninety three too, but I think I think most people get confused with it. I mean, if if the you know the book tells you ninety one, and then w- where do you go? And I think that's where the issue is. And, and, and I've gotten to some gas stations and it's ninety, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, and as low as eighty seven. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think everybody's everybody's different too, so it's not consistent, you know, from from place to place. Yeah, in this car, I've only put in the highest. Mm-hmm. Let's since I got it. Let's start this conversation and talk for a minute about what octane really means and what it really does in your engine. So how does fuel or gasoline run your engine? What what happens? And and basically what happens and the reason there are different octanes is it is to mitigate the phenomenon of engine knocking which is uh which is something that happens when you get these little explosions in the combustion chamber as the piston comes up and compresses the air and the spark plug ignites the fuel vapors that are mixed with air in the combustion chamber it creates an explosion that's what gets the whole thing going you know it's like we did that one episode where we did the pump up your blood from uh mm-hmm. from uh the happy days you know it's kind of <laughs> like that that same thing so jamie i'd like you to go home and write a song um, <laughs> about fuel <laughs> about fuel just use that same song and just you do fuel do fuel yeah, yeah i got it uh <laughs> so but it's that kind of thing so what happens is if you use a lower octane gasoline in a higher performance engine, uh, you run the risk of these little multi explosions that happen in the combustion chamber that don't really do, arguably, it's not gonna do damage, okay? Uh, There are engine knocking issues that can come from other things like timing problems and stuff like that that can cause engine damage. It's much less likely that uh, a lower grade gasoline in your car is actually going to cause true engine damage at this point Mm -hmm. at this point i mean maybe there's a bigger argument over time but even that uh there's schools of thought on it um so when you have the proper octane higher octane in a higher performance engine so what is a higher performance engine so any any European car, any European higher performance engine. So you not just we're not just talking about like Porsches and Lamborghinis and Ferraris, but Audis, BMWs, Mercedes. Uh, I think even some of the Volkswagen models, um, Jaguar, um, Volvos, uh, any of those Porsche. higher end Porsche, mm-hmm. of course. Any of those higher end vehicles are going to have their higher performance engines. They need higher octane to have a smoother combustion with that 
fuel and therefore higher octane is what's recommended. Having those lower octane fuels in there could cause some of that engine knock, but it that's also uh, possible that it won't happen because the newer cars have very smart computers in them. So, you know, just like our phones are super smart, so are our cars. And the engine computers actually now know how to dial in when it sees a different oh, yeah. fuel. It dials in the They're way the engine level. runs. They know yeah. exactly. So you could put <clears throat> regular unleaded in a uh, a vehicle that is recommended for a higher octane and may never have a problem. You also, on your very first fill-up of that regular, may start hearing a little bit of that engine knock. Now, here's the other thing. Let's talk about the knock. It's not probably not not best described as a knock. It's more of a of a ping. Right. <laughs> so it's actually it's pinging, but they call it knock. Um, so if you hear that pinging, that is, that's what's happening. You switch back to the higher octane, that'll more than likely go away. Will it cause engine damage? Probably not over a long period of time. Also probably not, but there's a slippery slope. When you use, um, a lower octane in a vehicle that requires a higher octane, so a premium fuel car, um, you could have diminished performance and you could have uh, diminished fuel efficiency. Which is how I make up my mind to do it. I'm always like, you know, I'm going to go with what they say because in, in the back end, probably saving and getting better gas mileage. So mm-hmm. what I'm paying more for in gas. Right. You're making up for it. I'm yeah. making for it. You know, we were joking yeah. before the show started about uh, the, this combustion process that happens uh, in an engine, it's like I said, oh, it's like the super collider in, uh, <laughs> in in Europe where they're trying to poke holes in the different dimensions. And then we had a question as to, wait a minute, what dimension are we really in? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I answered that because yeah. I am the sci-fi guy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I said, Jamie, you're the sci-fi guy. You should know what yeah. dimension we're in. Well, it's the third. It's the third. Right. Now, to the point that Albert Einstein says it's you can f- use time as fourth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the reality... It's the third dimension, the or third. the, or maybe the fourth, or it could be the it third and a half. On how many glasses of wine you have? It, that might actually put you into the fifth. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> or if you drink a fifth, uh, it might put you yeah. a fifth to get to the fifth. I guess. That's- <laughs> I think I've been there before. No. Oh, I would doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Third dimension is height, width, width, width and weight. Yeah. Right? Yep. Is that right? Yep. Or depth? Yep. And then da- it might depth. be depth. I think depth, depth yeah. and, and then you can add time and be the fourth. Time. Yeah. And then as Pink is... Floyd would have said. <laughs> oh, I can hear it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you'll add that in in post. <laughs> if I can. <laughs> if YouTube won't kick it off. Yeah, true. So I'll just have to call uh, Roger Waters and David Gilmore and get permission real quick. They to won't use mind it. at all. Um, so, all right. So, I don't. This we may, we may not be getting to the point that everybody wants to know, and that is, what can I put in my car? And uh, I think the basic thing is this: is you are not going to, you know, you, you can put eighty seven in your vehicle that requires ninety one. Or let me read what the owner's manual says. So this comes right out of um, a BMW owner's manual, and it says. 
Uh, let's see. What does it say? <clears throat> it says, oh, well, this is from an Audi, Audi owner's manual. The individual gasoline grades are differentiated by octane rating, ratings. The value is given with R plus M slash 2 equating to AKI or in RON. Unleaded fuel only minimum 87. Okay, so it says that uh, the the way they say it is the minimum required fuel grade you can put in your car is 87. It says the recommended is premium 91 or super 95. So, and BMW says something similar. It says BMW recommends AKI 89. Um but then it also, but it, that's for the minimum fuel grade, but the recommended is 91. So what both owner's manuals are saying is that 87 or 89, which is most regular gasolines, is the car still going to run. Mm -hmm. 91 to 93 is where you're going to see what this car was designed to have in it. Yeah, you know, and if you go on and, and, and look it up, you get all these videos and you get people in there with this conspiracy theories about you don't really need it they're just getting you for money i'm like the car manufacturers have no no there there's no, no. Like, relationship with price of of the gas, gas yeah. or which one you use mm -hmm. right so you should just use what it what it says you know the other thing i was thinking does it hurt you from a warranty standpoint right does it i don't know uh, i would say no only because there's there's really not an easy way to to prove that and if you go back to the owner's manual in which case it's saying that in the case of bmw and audi it's saying that you can put a minimum of 87 or 89 in but the recommended is 91 so my guess is it's probably not going to be as much of a of a warranty issue so here's the problem i think that when a lot of people go into a uh into a, a car dealership and they're buying one of these higher end cars and they ask the salesperson, do I really have to put premium in? I think a lot of these salespeople are saying, no, you don't have to put premium in. And they're only saying that to so that you don't freak out and not buy the car right. because of the extra expense yeah. of the gas. Yeah. yeah, they're trying to keep you on the lot. But yeah. I'm not sure that most of them really understand the the really know what they're saying when they when they give that answer, other than they're just trying to sell the vehicle. And so that's why I thought it was important to have this podcast because I think we should, we're breaking this down a little bit more. Um, by the way, disclaimer, you may at the end of this podcast still be as confused as you were <laughs> when, when the podcast started, but uh, we're trying here. Uh, at least we're addressing the issue. Yeah. So what about the reverse? Okay. Right? So it's, can you, if, if your car is just normal 87, is it going to hurt you to put in a 91 or a 93, because I always think it's about people think that the higher octane is better gas. I don't think that's true. I think it is just gas, I, but if, if I purpose. were driving a, a Ford Fiesta that requires 87, I would never spend a cent more on gasoline than an 87. Cause it's not going to get better. It's not a high Correct. performance. So right. it's not going to give you any <laughs> more performance. The, I mean, there may be some better detergents in the higher octane that may have some small benefit to a uh, a vehicle that requires just regular gas. I don't think that it's enough to to warrant spending more money on it. Is it, is it better to just put an additive 
you know, like, I don't know what those things are called. Yep. Uh, I mean, and some additives cleaners. are better than others. Uh, and yeah, you, you could do that. I mean, I would say if you're going to, if you wanted to do anything for your vehicle, whether it's a high performance engine that requires higher octane or a vehicle that just requires regular unleaded, I would once in a while splurge for the non-ethanol uh, gasoline because that if you can find it yeah there's a couple mm -hmm. places that have it but you know most gasolines contain now 10 percent or so ethanol um but if you can get an ethanol free gasoline that's good to put in once in a while because the reality is is that ethanol gasoline is um you know depending on who you talk to a a benefit for the environment or whatever but there's there's certainly controversies and arguments about that and i'm not here to make plant my flag in the ground on either side of that uh conversation but um it's not great for engines and i think everybody knows that it's not optimal it's not an optimal thing for your engine it's just potentially an optimal thing for um the environment right. or for just cost of uh, of uh creating fuels for cars that that kind of thing so um, when did ethanol come into play? I, I, I keep trying to think back. Like It seemed to me, I, mean, I don't years? know. Yeah, I would think it was maybe maybe 20 years ago is when they were really toying with it, but it, it seems like it's only in the last maybe five or ten that we've been talking about it. And I think it, it has all been about the environment, which yeah. which is fine to look right. at, right? No, it is, but I, th I think there's arguments that even the, the doing what they have to do with the corn in order to get the ethanol is also has its pitfalls for the environment i mean it's just like electric cars are very good for the environment because they're not using fossil fuels but there's arguments about the lithium batteries and what happens with those so i mean every i would say everything out there has its has its pros and cons mm -hmm. to weigh out it depends on what's more you know what's more pro heavy or what's more it, it, more you also have heavy. to think though that they're getting better at figuring out the ethanol piece too Right, mm -hmm. so technology and right. how they manufacture and how they create that. Well, I just wonder if ten years from now, this is this podcast will even be kind of a, a mood issue because of the you know the advent of electric That's cars and how how big that that um, segment of the market's going to be ten years from now. I got to imagine it's it's going to grow qu quite a bit. Oh yeah, I still don't see it. I just don't. I, I mean, I see. You know, I was looking up articles to talk about and. Every single article, it seemed like it was like, you know, Ford's doing a, an EV, Honda. Yeah. It's like every single I, one. I see is. it. I mean, I, I think it's it's uh, it's there. It's on the horizon. Mm -hmm. It's coming. It, it's, you know, it it's coming a little bit slower um, than I would have thought even two years ago. I would have thought we'd be even further along with the electric car thing. But, I you know, you take a company like Tesla, for example, which is a, a very great car. Um but they have a whole different view as to how they uh, sell their cars. They don't have conventional franchise dealers. Um, they're not necessarily well represented in every market. And so it's still a little bit of a cumbersome uh, adventure uh, with some of those car companies. And that being said, and to be fair to Tesla, you take other car companies that have been manufacturing gasoline engine cars for years and years and now they're doing electric cars um it's kind of like i equate it to 
like when you take the, the, the TV stations that have been selling TV spots for ever and ever, and now they have to be selling digital and they had to get thrown into that world. That wasn't their forte for right. mm-hmm. a long time. And now they have to readjust to make it their forte. And that's what other companies are doing too. So basically there's growing pains, uh, whether it's Tesla sorting out what the dealership of the future looks like, whether it's, um, you know, Audi or any other car company that's making EV cars as to how to, how to do it right. We're still dealing with the growing pain, you know? So, so say you're the type of person that, you know, you read the manual, you know, you have to put premium in, you do premium, but what happens if you, you know, you're going on a long road trip? Yeah. Can you put unleaded in? Uh, so repeat the question. (laughs) So, so if, if you're the type of person that puts in Wake up, Mark. premium every, every time you gas up and yeah. you know, you're going on a road trip, so you know, you're going to burn through that fuel. Yeah. It's, you know, I tell I, people that it's okay to put unleaded in, in that case. Cause you know, you mean like just, regular unleaded? Yeah. Regular yeah. unleaded. Yeah. I mean, I think it's okay. Right. I don't, if someone said to me, I will only buy this car if I know I can put regular unleaded in, my answer to them would be the car recommends that you put premium in. Um, and that's how your car is going to perform the best and last the longest. Your car is more than likely not going to blow up and you may not notice any difference by putting regular in, but that is, that is something you choose to do. Um, and that's pretty much how it's spelled out in most of these owner's manuals. So I would argue that if I was going on a trip, that would be the time I'd really want to put premium in because I want that thing to Right. So I did a little, uh, I did a, this little exercise and I looked up a couple things and, uh, now we're going to get into math, which was not my, not my strong suit, but okay, here we go. Right now, regular gasoline is at $2 and 83 cents. That was the country. That was the average for the country yesterday, $2 and 83 cents a gallon. Mm-hmm. Premium, so the the whole other end of the spectrum, so let's say 93 octane, the average in the country was $3.41. The average American, now, so we're just going to be dealing with averages. Obviously, some people put a lot more miles on, other people put a lot less on, which, by the way, when you are considering a car and if you are concerned about the um, the price of gas, you should really consider because I've had people come in that put five to 7,000 miles a year on their car and they're worried about gas. In fact, I had someone who really wants an electric car and hardly drives at all. And I said, you should get an electric car if you want an electric car and want the electric car experience, but you wouldn't be the candidate to get an electric car because you're going to save a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, someone that puts 20,000 miles a year on, uh, that's someone that really could benefit from an electric car in terms of saving a lot on gasoline. Um, so when I look at the average per year, average American on their car uh, puts 656 gallons of gasoline in their car a year. Does that sound about right? I'm trying to think like, uh, if you, you know, when you fill up, fill you up, fill about 20, 15, 20 gallons, yeah. 15 to 20 15 gallons. To 20. Yeah. So yeah, you're, you're probably right. Yeah. So 656 gallons a year. Um, so what does that mean? When you break it down, it's, if you look at those average numbers, 
it's $380 more a year on a, on a gas tank that say averages about 18 miles, uh, 18 gallons per tank. It's $380, um, a year more to put premium versus regular. But there's one factor that's missing out of that. And that is, so let's say you buy a, a BMW and it requires 93 and you only put 87 in and you're saving that $380. But your fuel efficiency goes down over time, say two or three miles per gallon, which it could. Mm-hmm. Now that 380 is more like, 300 and then you take 300 and you divide that by 365 and then you divide that by 24 hours a day and it's uh it's it's 50 cents a day it's, it's, it's less, less than, than a cup a, of coffee less than a cup of coffee an hour. certainly less than an unlimited car wash <laughs> in, in one of the office episodes like it's less than 50 it's less than a cup of coffee an hour <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, 50 cents, there is no coffee in America that's 50 cents anymore uh, unless yeah. it's Aaron, sitting in how a... how much your coffees? Because you're, yeah. you're the constant yeah. stop and what's, have what's coffee. A, uh, so what's a, a Dunkin' or a at, Starbucks yeah, coffee? It's like it's like 250 Yeah. $2.50, yeah. So, uh, I say... $93. Well, Go ahead. Here, so here's a question. <laughs> what, what sounds worse? Uh, does $300 a year sound better or worse than 50 cents a day where are we going with this I, I <laughs> no i just want to know what um i don't know or two cents an hour yeah no i yeah, can't, even, can't even, my, my, my mind can't wrap around that i'm probably at the 300 bucks it's, yeah. a, pe- it's a penny every half hour what do, we, <laughs> what do we waste what do we waste in a year right well think about it it so in let's just years. let's just we'll just settle on for you to put premium in your car, it's costing you a penny every half hour. So, okay. find a penny, pick it up. All day long, you'll have better octane in your car. <laughs> I I just don't even know. Like, how does he get there? <laughs> and down the rabbit hole we go once again. Yeah. And where's that sound? Uh-oh. There it is. Oh. <laughs> I'll have to get that sound effect back. Oh, yeah. You, you haven't had the sprinkle sound effect lately? You haven't used it? No, we haven't. Well, now you have not, reason not to. Since you. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But there's also other variables, right, to talk. So, all right. You know, when I talked about the slippery slope, right, the um, the problem with going to regular is that you may not notice a notable performance difference. Like, it's not going to be a day and night thing. It's not going to be the minute you are finished filling up with that 87, you're going to drive away and go, oh, my car doesn't run as well as it did yesterday not like if you put mm-hmm. diesel in your unleaded tank you that's would, a problem you would know it relatively quickly um yeah because that's going to be an engine replacement if you put diesel in your uh gasoline engine or vice versa and i, I can speak from experience on that what's the experience Mark? Uh, <laughs> mind you i was young uh, had to go fill up a uh, an old Mercedes 300D, and you know you just get um, kind of into a rhythm of always putting regular gasoline in a car. And I wasn't thinking, and I put regular gasoline in the car, and we had to replace the engine on it. So I have firsthand experience, and that is why about 
what, seven or eight years ago when we bought our Audi Q7 diesel, I went and got some big orange duct tape and put it on the gas cap and said, wrote diesel on it with a, with a Sharpie so that I would like never do that again. I don't think I could get a diesel because I, I would just... It was fine. I did not ruin the Q7. <laughs> yeah, I could. No. It, it I would, just have to think about it. And then, you know, you're busy, you're it, waking it, up. And- I'll tell you one weird thing about owning a diesel uh, family car is that a lot of diesel fuel nozzles are bigger for trucks and they don't fit. Oh. And you're like, you're almost empty and you have to go uh, fill up and you pull into this gas station because it says it has diesel and the diesel nozzle is meant more for the the bigger trucks. You would think they'd have to do that. I mean, you know, our society, listen, we're not the smartest, right? (laughs) We really aren't. Like you think about all the stuff that we have warnings, like don't eat Tide Pods. Yeah. Right? Really? I, you, you can't you, eat you, Tide Pods? Huh? You can't eat Tide Pods? <laughs> they look so colorful. Now we have the answer. <laughs> have you ever seen, like, the videos of people trying to, like, usually it's younger people, like, they pull up in, like, a Tesla to the gas station, and they're, like, looking all around. Really? Have I've you, never seen Oh, that. my gosh. I was You've watching, seen I've seen oh, a like video. YouTube like, videos? a YouTube video. Oh, okay. Like, someone pulls up at the gas station. And she's in a Tesla, and she's, you know, oh, the looking funny around thing everywhere. That, the funniest <laughs> thing that happened to me at a gas station is... Uh, down at the auto auction in Mannheim, Pennsylvania, it's surrounded by, you know, Amish farms. And so we would get these, re- you know, really high-end European cars that we were bringing back to sell. And we'd pull out of the auction. We'd go to the gas station. You know, here I am in like a BMW 750. You know, it's got every bell and whistle known to man. And I'm getting out and turning down my ventilated seat and all of that. And up comes a a horse and buggy into the gas station to fill up like their kerosene tanks. And I'm sitting there, you know, got the tunes cranked and, you know, uh, every electronic thing known to man on this thing. And it, it's a very polarizing thing. You know, yeah. you're right yeah. next to this, this, uh, hardworking far- Amish farmer who's there filling up his kerosene tanks. And I'm complaining about, um, my ventilated seat is too cold. <laughs> So I've, I've had that experience. You've um, had many experiences, Mark. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> well, so there are other factors also, and that is, um, you know, so just getting back then to fuel efficiency. So, okay, so we've determined that I think the consensus is you put regular unleaded into a premium car, not the end of the world. Um, you could do it arguably forever and ever, uh, and there may not even be a whole lot of supporting evidence that is going to do a lot of major damage. You could wind up with engine ping, and then you could just go back to using premium fuel, and that would usually resolve the problem. Um, there's a small chance maybe that there could be some you know, prolonged damage from it, but unlikely. But the reason we're not recommending it is because of performance decrease and potential fuel efficiency decrease. So why take the chance? Uh, because I, you know, the other thing I think about is, have you ever had one of your cars had tires on it too long, the tires get choppy and they're noisy? Oh, yeah. And they're like really noisy. And Just last year. Yeah. But when you're driving it every day, you almost don't hear it because you've gotten used, used to, to it. it. Yeah. And it's the same thing with wheel bearings. When when a wheel bearing starts to go, it's a gradual, 
you know, it starts as like a just a faint hum. And then over time, that hum gets a little bit louder and a little bit louder. And then you take it to the shop, and the shop guy drives it and goes, oh, my God, your wheel bearing. I can't even hear myself think in this car. And the customer's like, I don't hear anything. And it's because it's this gradual over time. You get so used to it. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you replace the wheel bearing or you put new tires on it, and the customer calls you going, I don't know what you did, but I've got a whole brand new car. Like, my car is completely feels like new and that's the same thing it feels like when you um uh when you um take your snow tires off and you put your your summer tires on that your car feels so much better uh it's like when you go roller skating and you take your roller skates off and put your sneakers back on you're like ah oh, it feels so good Aaron is that what you or think skiing. about? <laughs> <laughs> like, have you ever gone roller skating? <laughs> like when Indeed. I was like five. <laughs> Indeed. But I'm not sure that oh, we that's were... a moment where I go, you know, like if I'm going to use an example of like just feeling great, it's not like, oh, yeah, I took my roller skates off, man, and my feet felt so good. Oh, I, I, mean, I think listen, there's like a thousand other things you can think of. That but like, part of like <laughs> when you go skiing, right? Skiing is fun, but one of the fun parts of skiing is taking your ski boots off and putting your feet back into your nice, comfy sneakers and you're like oh i have a lot of moments that i think uh comes from something different than that I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, i just it's just look it's, it's the simple pleasures it's it, the little things in life uh and here we go again we're right back <laughs> down the hole it didn't take long i haven't missed anything no. <laughs> we're still still the same, still the same. <laughs> roller skates yep that's the name of the episode well, listen, roller I, I know at least, I know Jamie is in my camp though with, um, you know, we went roller skating in our, in our teens. Mm -hmm. That was the thing to do on the weekend. I worked at a roller skating place. Yeah. So I you did. were the I was guy. DJ. Oh, you were the oh, guy yeah. uh, rolling around backwards and doing oh, the I whole could, thing. You know what? When I first started, I couldn't skate at all by the time I got done. Really? Absolutely. We yeah. had one in my hometown. It was the sketchiest place. Oh, absolutely. Well, they were sketchy so then. Sketchy. <laughs> yeah. And you know, the reason... You know, it was just the drop-off spot. Like, you know, parents would just go, oh, yeah, yep. good. See, here, <laughs> stay stay for the whole day. Yeah, that's right. We'll pick you up yeah, in we'll uh, you four or five hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was the good old, good old days. Well, it, it was the good old days of really good music, oh, in my opinion. Yeah, I remember what the the song, if you talk about roller skating, to me, I, I have a song that instantly pops into my head. It was on... On rotation, probably every hour at any roller skating rink across the United States, another one bites the dust. Because that baseline was just perfect to roller skate that. to. I think in all my time of being a DJ, I don't think I ever played that at a roller uh, skating. Oh well, rink. then you were DJing in a different country or something. No, I mean I I think of songs that was like, a huge, huge like, roller um, skating hit. I don't know who sings it, but it's a song called Jam on It. And that's just like that just, was after just, that was now you see you're in the like 80 jam on it was a good song too yeah well what are you talking about skating in the 60s and the 70s well no i mean i was skating i started skating in the like late 70s late 70s through which, earth wind and fire makes me that earth wind and fire always makes me think of roller skating okay like, like, well like boogie wonderland in september so it just kind of yeah that when i was actually skating now when i was working it's it would it ended up being Madonna. That was the well. The other one I remember, and this is also going to be dated to the early '80s, was. Oh, I'm going to get some. I'm going to pick up some trouble for this one. Olivia Newton-John, Xanadu. 
from the worst movie ever made. Yeah, but the movie was good, so, and what, it's Olivia Newton-John. What movie is this? The, the, the song. I mean, the movie it's was movie. terrible. Yeah, the, the song was good. The song was good. What was this movie about? Roller skating. Oh <laughs> no, it was. It was. I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was like this weird thing about. Well, I just always remember. Oh, listen, all I knew is it had uh, Olivia Newton-John in it, and she was my crush when I was a kid. Yeah, that's all right. So. Yeah, Olivia Newton-John, but yeah, Xanadu. Yep. Wow. Remember that song? Oh yeah. Yeah. That that song and another one it. bites the dust uh, come to mind when I think about roller skating. Right on. So anyway, all right. Well, we're really, really off topic. I mean, we were like so far <laughs> off topic. Back in. I don't know. All right, how we got that far? Real quick, couple, couple checklist things. Um, fuel efficiency. So we've, so we've settled on it, right? If your car takes premium, put premium in it. Not because your car is going to blow up, but because you're going to benefit from it. And for less than a cup of coffee a day or a penny a half hour, you're going to have optimum performance in your vehicle. While you're listening yes. to Xanadu. While you're listening to Xanadu and cranking up some Queen, another one bites the dust. Yep, that's right. That's then, a great tune. Then there's fuel efficiency uh, things, that, you know, tips and tricks for getting the most out of your tank of gas. And that is, you know, when you use your air conditioning, that's going to lower your fuel efficiency. If your car's not tuned up properly, is good. So this is, you know, this is really the thing, and this is why this is kind of like a a loaded question, right? You can say someone goes to put regular uh, gas in their car to 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 save money at the pump, but they're not focusing on making sure their car runs as efficiently as possible. Which is the better play? The better play is to make sure your car is tuned up right. Make sure you. Uh, when you're when you're on that trip, Aaron, you're using cruise control. You're mm-hmm. not doing heavy accelerations. Um, you know, uh, replace your fuel filter once every you know maybe four or five years. Those kinds of things. I and mean, yes, they cost money, but they also not only make your car last longer. They give you the best fuel efficiency and the best performance. I just think, you know, these people. A lot of them were the same people. You know, they're so worried about that, but they don't. Like when's the last time you actually had your oil changed? Like, mm-hmm. well, like, yeah. Like, uh, focus on the things that are. And, and, and to be clear, I'm not begrudging any of these people because I mean, many people are like this, and it's so hard to understand what you should do and what you shouldn't, and you get so much misinformation and information that is given to you for the wrong reason. So, I, I'm not begrudging anybody for feeling these ways and doing this, but the, it very easily gets to a you know. Pennywise, pound foolish type of mm-hmm. scenario. I think you got to look at your car and uh, you know in the in the health of your cars in a holistic fashion, right? It's it's not just the one little thing right. that you're doing. It's it's you, everything. You got to take care of all of that stuff. Yep. Because that's when you really see, I think, proper use. Le- you know, less in the repair shop. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Better gas mileage. All yep. those types of things. It's a it's a holistic. You can't just keep looking at that one little teeny. Exactly. That that yeah. one that one little thing. Like it's great if I keep putting you know, 91 octane in, in my car, but I haven't had my oil changed in five years. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. W- 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 what's the use? Yeah. yeah. Or, or, you know, the other way, you know, you're putting 93 in and you're proud of yourself for, for putting 93 in and using non-ethanol and paying a lot of money at the pump, but not focusing on, uh, making sure your car is tuned up and, you know, which by the way, Tire you pressure, know, ti- I mean, all of that tire pr- for sure. Tire pressure is a big one. Oh, huge. Tire pressure is a big one. Um, 
you know, running your air conditioning. In the wintertime, running your heat isn't necessarily much of a draw on the engine, uh, but but if you're running your defrost and the air compressor is running, that is uh, putting, you know, stress on the fuel efficiency. Um, so it is those things. Um, yeah, so it's, it's like you said, it's looking at a whole aspect of, 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 of things to, to really optimize what you, how, how good you can do with your, with your car's fuel efficiency. And I think one of the things, too, I think that new car owners, like people who have never had a car before, that's certainly a thing because back in our day, they didn't have YouTube to check, right? So now you get a car. It's your first car. Everything you do, you're YouTubing, right? Mm-hmm. You're trying to figure out. And there's a thousand and one different, like, and they all compete against oh, each other. Yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Talk about going down the rabbit hole. Well, I, I feel bad for that. I, I really, and, and, I feel bad for these people. Well, and a lot of times all this advice isn't necessarily wrong. It's coming at it from different, you know, different viewpoints. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, my stand is if someone comes in and asks me this question, this is going to be my answer. My And this podcast is self-serving too. It's helping me work out in my mind. What is the right thing to tell somebody? Sure. The right thing to tell someone is your car, uh, they recommend that you put 91 or 93 in, so put 91 or 93 in. Mm-hmm. You can put 87 in, and the car's going to run okay, but you could wind up with per, you know diminished performance, which, by the way, you may not even know. So you may be complacent and think, oh, this is just how my car runs, and it could have run so much better. But it's just like that wheel bearing or that noisy tire it's just become sort of normal to you. So, right. you know, now all of a sudden it's like, eh, yeah, instead of like, man, my car is just great. Right. So, so that is what you're, you're risking. You're risking that. And then do all of those, uh, those fuel efficiency, you know, use cruise control on the highway. Um, make sure you're tuned up fuel filters, air filters, all, those things do help. Uh, tire inflation, make sure you're, Tires are properly inflated. All of those kinds of, you know, I see in the summertime people have big, um, you know, roof racks on for their bikes and, and and kayaks and stuff like that. Well, when you're not biking or or take using your off. kayak, take them off because that's drag, drag, and that's also going to affect um, fuel efficiency. So all of those things, I would tell anybody not to uh, not to not look at a high performance engine car just because of the the fact that it's going to need premium fuel. At the end of the day, it's not costing you all that much more. Mm-hmm. What did he say? A half a, a penny? Half a, a penny a half hour, right? A penny a half hour. hour. Well, maybe let's just say for less than what you pay for... <laughs> roller <know>. skates. <laughs> Nowadays. Nowadays. <laughs> While listening to Zan. For Day. less than what you pay on roller skating per year. You could be putting premium fuel in your vehicle. Oh, I missed I missed being here. And w- once in a while, throw in that n- non-ethanol uh, fuel that that'll also that'll what, also make it. What about those good. bottles? What are they called? Like Fireball or what, is that stuff good to put in? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think it. It's not. It's certainly not harmful to put in. And and in the winter time, when if you have a car that's maybe not going to be driven. Um, putting a can of dry gas in is, is also good, you know, with a full tank. Oh, there is one other thing. And probably one of the biggest things is don't let your tank get too low. The first thing my father told me, even though I didn't listen to it, like most people probably haven't, but, um, 
a half is empty. You know, you, you, you should have, you should have it in your mind that a half a tank is empty and fill back up. Um, you're not picking up that sediment in the, that's in the bottom of your tank or any moisture. So you're getting all the nice, good gas, the, that fresh gas. So a half is empty. Um, you know, maybe a quarter is uh, right. more reasonable mm-hmm. to say. That's when I go. But okay. don't, yeah, but don't, too. but try not to get that thing down to, you know, you're trying to beat that clock to see it. Oh, I've, only, I've got 20 miles left. I can still get to the store and back and <laughs> gas up tomorrow. Oh, I got 10 miles left. I can get to work and back. That's only eight miles. Um, probably not good to do. You may not run out of gas because usually those those metrics uh, give you a little bit of cushion. So even when it tells you you're they at lie. zero, They're lying. you yeah. might still have a half a gallon in there. But you don't want to get that stuff mm-hmm. from the bottom of the tank. And likewise, and we've mentioned this in previous podcasts, I have heard many times that if you go to a gas station and you see those big tanker trucks there filling up, um, may not be the best idea to get gas at that moment because as they're filling those tanks or stirring up what's in the bottom of those tanks, sometimes, you know, people don't get bad gas anymore like they used to. So it, it doesn't, it's, it doesn't happen that often, but it still does happen. We still see a couple cases a year of a car coming in running really poorly and we discover it's bad gas. And because it's such a rare occurrence, it's hard to diagnose. Like you don't go, your, your mind doesn't go right away to, Oh, your car's running bad. It must be bad gas. That's, that's like the The furthest thing thing from your mind. So it's harder to diagnose. So, but it does still happen. So, um, you know, maybe stay away from, uh, the gas station when the tanker truck is there. Do you do gas uh, gas tank flushouts? How do we do? But we usually do gas tank flushouts. So if there's a bad gas situation, that's one of the first things we have to do. And with some vehicles, it's not good. Cars have been sitting a long time. The gas sort of turns to like turpentine, and that has to be flushed out. And then a lot of times, those tanks actually have to be sent out, and they have to do quite a bit to them to make sure that none of that stuff comes back in the in the new gasoline so um all of that kind of stuff so basically hopefully <laughs> with all of our little goofiness and just si- sidetracking into roller skating <laughs> well hopefully we, we made gas fun <laughs> yeah i'm not seldom sure we, i don't I think we did but I, seldom is gas fun right well, yeah <laughs> The conversation yeah so what should I mean, we car- name this podcast got gas or got no <laughs> No, uh, <laughs> I still think it should I'll be figure. Called. I'll figure out. The, I, uh, I did think it was going to be roller skates, but then I've I've changed it. I think the whole episode should just be called Xanadu. I will I say this. Listen, <laughs> just just for uh, anybody out there, um, we're not scientists. You know, I, I uh, we have a uh, Universal Imports of Rochester. We are a independent European car repair shop, as well as uh, sale. You know, we have sales and service. We have a full collision center. Um, we're not experts per se in in fuel octane uh but we do know a little bit about it we thought we'd share what we knew here and maybe this helps uh helps you sort out what you want to do and uh we try to make it fun so you know that's what we're here to do so anyway i'm mark till next time we got aaron bye everyone jamie is back right on take care And uh, we're going roller skating, so see you later.